this is Sammy, Maddie, Emma, and Allie, and this is the The Big Big Sister Sister Podcast. episode of the big sister podcast uh this is episode five and today we're going to be talking about how to move forward positively um so this is sammy i'm going to be leading the discussion a little bit today and um this is something that i feel like i've really had to focus on teaching myself a lot in my life because It's really, really easy just to hold on to things from the past and be upset at them and hold on to those bad feelings. But it's really important to be able to move past things and move past them positively with a new outlook on the future. So a little bit of what um, I try to do while I was like thinking about this episode a little bit, I kind of just like broke down the process I go through in my mind because I don't like mentally go through each of these steps but it's something that I feel like I've kind of taught myself to do so first of all like you have to come to terms with the past with whatever happened like accept that it happened and there's nothing you can do to change it there's absolutely nothing because it's in the past and so all you can do is plan on what you're going to do in the future and so you can make a plan of how you're going to move forward and I think that is the most important part is having that plan, having that vision of what you're going to do to make whatever the situation is better. Because no matter what happens, I feel like even our own personal outlook can just make the situation better. Nothing might change, but everything can always get better. And then the last thing I do is I kind of take a step back and I realize that everything happens for a reason. And so if you can find out kind of why it happened, or even if you can't, then it'll probably come eventually. Everything happens for a reason, and if you're better now, then you... Um, honestly, it's kind of a hard question for me. I was, um, you know, thinking about Sammy's whole process, and I think mine's really similar, but I think, honestly, it just, it takes time. You know, you can't just expect for something to happen, have like a big event happen in your life. And for you to just instantly be like, okay, you know what, I'm not going to think about it. I'm just going to move on. You know, there, there has to be a process. It's going to take time. And you have to realize that you can't get discouraged thinking like, oh, it's not happening fast enough for me. Because everybody goes through things differently, like your situation may be worse than somebody else's. So for me, like Sammy was saying, you have to realize that there's nothing that you can do about what happened in the past other than changing your present you have to be able to realize like, okay, what can I do now to change my attitude now and the future? Because just 
kind of sulking in the past is not going to help at all. It's not. Um, it's hard not to do that, but it's not going to help. Um, and so to do that, I try to find like a lesson that I learned from that experience, like a specific one. Um, I always find myself being like, oh, you know, this is a bad thing happened, but I'm sure I, I learned a lot from it, but I don't actually focus on what I learned from it. So I, I pick one specific thing that I learned from it. And then, you know, I focus on that. I, I try to pick out the positive things and not so much focus on the negative. Um, another thing that I do is I talk to my mom about basically everything because you have to have like that one person in your life that, you know, supports you and helps you through things and also gives you like a, a second opinion. So that helps me a lot. Um, and then I really just try my hardest to, to move on, you know, and I don't know exactly how to explain that other than like, I literally try to train my brain to let it go. And when I think back negatively on the event, I, I find myself, um, you know, thinking about how it helped build me and it's no longer a part of my life now, but I can use it positively now. So that's kind of the process that I go through when I think of it. I love that. Um, something that I learned in therapy that came to mind when I was looking um, kind of over this outline we have is I usually... I'm really hard on myself in situations where I feel like I said the wrong thing or like behaved in a certain way. And so I, I tend to just like replay them over and over and like feel a lot of whatever, embarrassment, guilt, shame over whatever happened. And so <clears throat> I was talking about this in, <clears throat> in therapy one time and my therapist was like, okay, well, like think of, think of a location where you're really comfortable. And I was like, okay, my kitchen. And he's like, okay, do you have like a counter or a table? I'm like, yeah, I have this table that's really special to me because I built it with like old barnwood and my dad helped me. He's like, okay, great. It's like, so you are having an emotional reaction to something. Um, and like, that's allowed. So think of it like the emotions are guests and they're coming to your door and it's okay to let them come in and sit down at the table. Mm-hmm. Like there's enough seats for all of the emotions to have a seat at the table. But the part you have to control is the level you're feeling each emotion. So maybe your emotional reaction to the situation is accurate, but the level that you're feeling the emotion is inaccurate. So as you envision, like for me, I envision these emotions coming to sit down at my table. So like shame, guilt, embarrassment, let's say. Um, And I look at them and I say, okay, if I'm objectively looking at this situation, like guilt, do you need to be here? And if the answer is no, he's uninvited and he's no longer at the table, right? Or maybe if he does need to be there, because guilt can be something that helps us change, like how we behave, right? Is the level that he's there appropriate? Like, does he need to stay for five minutes, but he's really staying for like five hours? If that's the case, it's also okay to tell him it's time to leave. So that's kind of like a weird visual, but it really helped Mm -hmm. me kind of envision and parse out like my emotions and and okay, these emotions are appropriate or not. 
I mean, your emotions are always appropriate, but you don't always need to feel like guilty about a situation, right? So like feeling, deciding if the emotion is a legitimate one for me to be feeling. And then if the level of the emotion is appropriate to the situation. And oftentimes it's not (laughs) because I don't know why I just get so like caught up in these, I don't know, these things that I feel like I offended somebody or said the wrong thing or whatever. So once I do that, it really helps me see the situation objectively and move on. And if there are things I need to change, it also helps me see that objectively. So instead of me just being like, well, I'm never going to go to a party again because I am just so embarrassing. (laughs) Like, can be like, okay, maybe next time, like if I feel like I talk too much, maybe next time I could work on being a better listener to somebody else that's at at the group event or whatever. So I think that's something that really helps me Um, move forward and not be so hard on myself about things Um, because it's okay to make mistakes and learn from them but you also need to be okay like being done feeling bad about your mistake Mm -hmm. like it's okay to be done feeling bad about your mistake like I don't think I'll ever forget any of like the big mistakes I've made and I don't necessarily think that would be helpful if we forgot them. But like Emma said, I think it's definitely okay to look back and be like, yeah, you know, maybe that wasn't like the best thing I did, but here's like A, B, and C of what I took away from that and how I've moved forward from there. And I think it's really important to look back and see your progress because I think that will help you stay positive as you um, practice this moving forward. I love what Ali said about it's okay to be done feeling bad about something. I think that's something that I really struggle with because we don't forget. And sometimes I don't give myself a break. So I just will continue to feel bad about something even though I've moved past it and I don't need to feel bad about it anymore. Yeah. I think that's like a really important part is like making that, making that plan of what you're going to do to change. Um, and I also really like, um, your analogy, Allie, about like letting them in as guests, because it also means we get to decide when they leave. Right. And that, I think that's a really important part is that like, we feel things for a certain amount of time, like an appropriate amount of time. And then we're done feeling that way and we can move on. Yeah. I love that. I think another thing to just call attention to is what Emma said about how she talks through things with her mom. I think talking with someone can really help you to be objective about the situation because I know I get all tied up and mixed up in my own brain. But if I, if I talk to someone who's very objective, like Andy, my husband is extremely (laughs) like matter of fact and objective. That helps me so much because usually he'll be like, you're overreacting you need to just step back. Like, it's fine. (laughs) Go eat a cookie and calm down. (laughs) So I think that helps a lot to talk through it with somebody. Yeah. Well, and, you know, as you're talking with somebody, when the words are coming out of my mouth and I'm explaining it, I'm realizing as I'm saying it, like, oh. Yes. (laughs) 
okay, this was all in my head, and yes. I am definitely overreacting, and I've built this up into this huge thing when really it's, like, not a big deal, and I've made it worse than it is. So it helps in that way as well. Yeah. Yes, 100%. And I think having someone you trust to talk to, too, will help you decide, like, how big of a deal it is, right? Like, what your emotional response should be. Um and I think that's also important because then if it is a big deal, you have somebody who you can kind of talk through steps to move forward with, right? And you're not just like going it alone, wading through a swamp. You have somebody there kind of holding your hand, helping you. So for you guys, what are some things that, that help you stay positive? Well, um, for me, this is Allie. I feel like maybe we should say our names sometimes <laughs> is that confusing yeah. for people <laughs> um so for me like real I really try to just restart every day like every day is a brand new slate I try to carry over as little as possible so that I can have like a peaceful rejuvenating start to every day and not wake up feeling like weighed down already from things that have happened in the past. I, I hate the feeling of, you know, anything negative. You know, I, I hate that feeling. I would much rather, I feel like I'm a fairly positive person by nature and just thinking of, you know, the feelings that bring you down, just like it like it hurts me. I hate it. And so when I'm feeling like that, I try to consciously think about that feeling, you know, like, ugh, I just feel terrible right now. This is not good for me. And that's what really helps me to be like, you know what, I need to flip this around somehow. I need to see the light in it and become positive. So that's what really kind of motivates me is just the, the feeling of negativity. Yeah, I like that. I think, too, having some sort of, like, place or process that you can do or go to that is a safe space that you know, like, you just naturally feel better when you're there. Like, for me, that's being outside. So whenever I'm like, ugh, I just need a reset, I just go outside and take a 30-minute break and, Mm -hmm. like, be in my garden or just feed all the animals or whatever – And that really helps to just restart my brain. So if you're having a hard time staying positive, I would say really try to figure out where that place is or maybe what that process looks like to you. Like maybe it's taking a bath or maybe it's going for a run or maybe it's like going to the store and shopping. That's fine. Like the coping mechanisms are fine as long as you also keep those within an appropriate reaction, right? Like it's, it's fine to go shopping if that's what relaxes you. Just like maybe set a budget or like I have, I said time limit for when I'm outside because, you know, I have to still live my life. But I think really figuring out what helps you stay positive is makes it so that you can fall back on that really easily and you know what to do when you're having a hard time. Yeah. 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 I agree. I just realized I do that like every morning. So working from home has been like a little difficult for me and I'll like wake up on like the wrong side of the bed every morning because I'm just not looking forward to it and so I'm like you know what I'm gonna go out and work on my 
porch today or like my little balcony thing that we have and it like changes my mood instantly as I'm out there and it's like really pretty in the mornings and that's something I do every morning to kind of not be in a super grouchy mood the rest of the day. I think that's awesome, you know, way to take control of your environment to have a more positive day and outcome. I think it's also important that we have multiple ways that we can de-stress or decompress and stay positive because I used to handle my stress by going for a run, which was really easy when I was just a single person, only responsible for myself. But now that I have children, I can't just run away from them anytime I feel stressed out or overwhelmed. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a bummer sometimes. (laughs) As a missionary, um, you don't have a normal schedule. You can't do the normal things you would to cope. And so, like, for me, I also really liked running. Like, before my mission, I liked running. But as a missionary, you can't just, like, drop everything and just go for a run, because you have appointments, you have a schedule, like all this stuff you have to do, and it's like from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. every single day, and you're just exhausted, and so um, it was, I wish I had discovered it earlier in my mission, because I think it would have helped me a lot, but um, near the end, one of our leaders um, was giving us a training, and he made us all these little boxes, and um, he said that they were our grateful boxes and he wanted us to write things that we were grateful for every day and put them in the box and it sounds super cheesy and super lame and I was like oh this is dumb this sounds like something my mom would come up with and make me do like every November right and so I wasn't too excited about it at first but um, it really did change my perspective on everything because instead of me thinking about all these things that were going wrong throughout my day and all these things I needed to do to make it better the next day. Um, Cause that was kind of like the cycle I was in is like, Oh, this didn't happen today. So we're going to do this tomorrow to make it happen. But then things just never work out perfectly. Right. And so I was kind of stuck in that cycle, but being more grateful and writing down those things and putting it in a box, having something physical really helped me to stay positive and focus on the good things that I do have in my life. Those problems that I had were still there and still things I needed to solve, but they didn't drag me down into this like state of negativity all the time. What would you what advice would you say to someone who's struggling with this? I would say be patient with yourself and understand that your brain like the way your brain works if you're struggling with this and you've been in a negative space for a long time then like your 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 brain is now programmed to think negatively like it is programmed Mm -hmm. to follow those pathways and to go down the negative path so like it's going to take some concentrated effort to get your brain back on on positivity. It's going to take more than one try, more than two tries, more than three tries, and it's going to take probably more than just one method because you have to take those pathways that have been ground out in your brain and ground out new ones that are positive. So 
mm-hmm. your brain, it's sometimes it's fun for me to blame it on my brain and be like, oh, it's not me, it's my brain, even though, you know, your brain controls. <laughs> I love that. Because um, one of my, what I would say to somebody struggling with this, because I feel like um, when I was starting, I feel like when I was starting my blog um, and trying to make it a business like that was legitimate and earned money, it was just so discouraging, like so, so frustrating, so discouraging, just because it was very hard to find like information on the right ways to do things. And I didn't have anybody to ask because I didn't know anybody that was doing it. And I felt like I would, I felt like I was in a bumper car and I would just like try something and like, nope, that didn't work and like bump away. And then I just felt like I was like bumping into all these dead ends. But eventually I, I would find a little bit of success and then a little bit more success and a little bit more success. And nothing for me has ever been like viral or overnight or nothing has ever been like that. It's just been like one tiny little step at a time. But when I look back, like we like to hike a lot as a family and it's always my favorite thing when we come up a hill and you can stop at the top of the hill and look back down the trail and see everything that you've like hiked through. Um, and I feel like that's kind of how the process of me starting my businesses it, or it was. It was, it just felt so hard and so discouraging. And so many times I would, I would just be so negative because it felt like everybody else was having success and I wasn't having success. But then once I stopped and looked back, I was like, oh, there was a path. And this was the path I was supposed to be on. And then that would give me more encouragement and faith to move forward through what felt hard, but do it more positively. So I think if you can just stop and look back and really focus on like, yes, these things may have gone wrong, but look where you were and look at where you are now. I think that could be really motivating for looking to the future and moving forward positively. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that mm-hmm. made sense. I love that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it definitely did. Yeah. Um, I think I would say kind of along the same lines as Maddie and Allie is, you know, be proactive with it. Um, and also you can't put your negativity, like you can't blame it on other people, you know, of the actions of other people, because ultimately it's, it's your choice. And if you want to, to become more positive and move forward positively, it's 100% your choice. And you have to be able to be willing to do those things that get you there. Um, and it's, it's all about your attitude. If you feel like you're still in like a negative mindset and you're not anywhere near the, you know, the turning point to becoming more positive, that's okay. But just like Ali said, take like little steps at a time because it's not going to happen instantly, but you need to be proactive with it and you have to realize that it's your choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think really like discovering your own process and exactly what works for you is key. Just like those little steps that you can then use like for any situation because 
once you figure it out, I mean, like, the situations change, but, like, your brain and yourself hopefully stays pretty similar. <laughs> and so once you discover your own process of how um, to move forward positively, that will get a lot easier because it's something you can just use over and over again. So that is our um, kind of call to action to you guys today. It's to discover your own process for moving forward positively and then practice it. So pick one thing this week to let go of, to let go of and then move forward positively from it. And I know it's something that really will benefit us. And not only that, but it'll just make everyone happier. And especially you, it'll make you a lot happier in the long run. I love that. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's much easier to be positive than negative. It is. I mean, it is. Once you get to that point, it is. It's so much better to laugh (laughs) than to cry. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I Uh do still cry. But (laughs) at this point in my life, I'm pretty good at being like, well, I could laugh or cry. So we're going to (laughs) laugh. You're my big sister. Nobody else could replace.